Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome to Seds and Sandals, a PE podcast by the Lancashire Post. This week we'll discuss the resounding win over Middlesbrough to end the season, the retained list, give our end of season awards, and look back at the season. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Seds and Sandals. My name is Tom Sandals, and with me, as always, is Dave Seddon. Dave, how are we? I'm very good, thanks, Tom. Yeah, had a good weekend. Marvellous one. Yeah. Marvellous. I had to fly solo at the match on Saturday yeah. because you were uh, otherwise engaged being a best man. Yes. Wearing a kilt, wearing I believe. A kilt. It was wonderful. Yeah. Very yeah. much enjoyed it. Yeah, so what, wearing a kilt? The yeah, no, yeah. the kilt. The kilt was great fun. Very yeah. comfortable. You're not yeah. turning, you're not, you're not, you're not going to turn Scottish on us, are you? Well, you're not, you're not going to be going to World Cups and Euros <laughs> yeah. and things like yeah, that. What, what's that hat, the, like, with the little bubble thing that uh, they all, like, and yeah, things yeah. like that no you're not going to be doing no, that no well yeah. so my cousin um, is half Scottish his dad is Scottish mm. and his dad was kind of keen to wear a kilt and stuff like that but the best man wasn't so it was basically like the groomsmen wore kilts but uh, not the best man the groom wasn't so the groomsmen wore kilts and the groom didn't but I was like when am I ever going to wear a kilt again I'm down for this 100% and uh, yeah it was good very, very much good. enjoyed it at, at Ferrari's in uh, Longridge is that a plug uh, it for, can for be for your best Italian I mean, food be. and, yeah, uh, and, yeah. and wedding venues Louisa was great yeah, um, yeah like a, a family friend of, of my girlfriend so yeah shout out to them and uh, yeah it was great the only problem is absolutely no signal so couldn't really check the PNE score so Tom you managed to miss Probably North End's best performance of the season and biggest win of the <laughs> season. And the first time they've scored four since they beat Brentford 4-2 away in October yeah. 2020. Is it the first hat-trick of the season? Well, it depends if, uh, yeah, if he's no. giving it or not. So, yeah, it will be It looked a bit yeah. of an own goal from the highlights. Oh, no, 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 no. We'll, oh, debate, no, I mean, that. I mean, we'll looked, debate that after. I mean, I mean, I mean uh, it looked just like Emma Reese's goal, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I've just... Being stuck having to to watch the highlights, yeah. um, but yes, yeah, so tell the ex- me, and read the excellent coverage. Oh, the absolutely. Yes, there's and, a plug for a you. Paper, yeah, yeah and, <laughs> and of course, but genuinely, the first thing I did when I was trying to get signal, try and check the PNE score, went on Twitter and found and found at Seds underscore LEP, and I was like, come on, come on, what, where oh, are we at? Yeah. Where are we at? Excellent. Um, excellent. But so yeah, were you up a tree trying to get a signal or something like? Well, I was just kind of wondering. I was doing like the Peter K thing. I was wandering around like phone in the air, like where is it best? Where is it best? <laughs> Four bars. Four yeah, miles yeah. About it. Yeah, 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 stood on a sofa like, what's going on? Um, but tell me all about it. Tell me all. Well, it, it, it was great, Tom. The yeah. sun shone. Yeah. First of all, I'll start with the Middlesbrough fans mm-hmm. because we've had big followings at Deepdale before, mm-hmm. the full town end, but Middlesbrough fans were by far the best group of fans I've seen in terms of colour mm-hmm. because they were all oh, in yeah. red and it was a nice day, so everyone was in the replica shirts, no need for your coat. And... 
they sang from the start and they sang all the way through and they sang mm-hmm. when they were 4-1 down and mm-hmm. they clapped the team off at the end. Even got a lot of the pub, out. Yeah, 26 <laughs> of them in a police fan or something. Yeah, but no, the, the Borough fans are great. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we, we diss other teams supporters, don't we? You yeah. know, but they, they, they came with one intention to support the team. They weren't here to sort of making nuisance of themselves or anything. They got behind the team. It the wasn't team, like playoff dependent no. either because they knew <laughs> yeah. they weren't getting it <laughs> yeah. quite early. But the well. team, you know, they, they, they came and supported the team. They were really good. Really, mm. You know, I really enjoyed watching them. You know, it was, um, you know, it was a good a good away support. You know, I don't mind. When, when we give the full cop up to teams, mm-hmm. I like you know if they're gonna if you're gonna give him all that room at least you know yeah come and add something yeah yeah the yeah they really and did and uh, no so it really did but yeah that that's that side dealt with but North End scored two first half goals for the first time under Ryan Lowe yeah. only the third time this season and really from the time Alan Brown scored in the 24th minute and probably even before then I couldn't see another winner apart from mm-hmm. North End on the day North End clicked as I say was it the best performance of the season I think it was all round from start to finish they were very very good uh, moved the ball around you could argue they had a bit more freedom than Middlesbrough Middlesbrough knew they needed to win there was no half measures with Middlesbrough it wasn't It wasn't a situation like well if we get a draw you never know they had to win to, because there was a two point gap maybe Middlesbrough throws a little bit on the day mm-hmm. uh, North End could play with a freedom but there was there was something to, for North End to play for in the fact that they wanted to go into the summer on a high. Yeah. They wanted to follow up the win against Barnsley the week before. They've got season tickets on sale. A minor put, you want to finish, they finished 13th in the end, which is the same as last season, but they finished with three more points. So you can say there's been a very slight improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, probably more of an improvement, obviously, over the second half of the season than in the first. They're a point out of the, the top half, only a point away yeah. from the top half, or... Like five, six yeah. goals, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, and then I'm going to be so, so petty here, Tom. Mm-hmm. We finished above Blackpool. Oh, yeah. I saw, oh. A t- I saw a tweet earlier in the season from a Blackpool fan <laughs> saying, oh, Blackpool have spent 65.4% of this season above Preston <laughs> yeah. or something, which was that. why he'd sat down and worked that out, or she had, but I think it was he, yeah. And it always stuck with me. And I think someone replied at the time, well, you know, well done, when's your open-top bus parade for yeah. that one? So it always stuck with me a little bit. So go, going into those last few games, uh, you know, Blackpool had a arguably easier running than we did. Mm-hmm. And the fear was, they're going to finish above us, aren't they, anyway? We'll finish four points above. Anyway, that's the petty part out of the way. And I'm absolutely here for it. Yeah, you know, I like did check. Yeah, yes. oh, I did. I, that was also something that I checked yeah. with the limited uh, yeah. 4G that I'm, I have available. I'm rarely pe- getting I'm re- stuffed 5 0 by Peterborough, by yeah, the way. Yeah, no, so. I'm rarely petty, Tom, but I'll yeah. be petty on this occasion. Anyway, yeah. moving on. 1 0 up. Alan Brown's sort of chest down and volley. Mm-hmm. Like um, like the bo- I was saying just before we came, that it started to record it. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of the, the Bolton volley at mm-hmm. Deepdale at the same end as well, yeah. wasn't it? Same end, different foot, yeah, bit nearer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it was a Whiteman and Johnson worked a short corner routine. Whiteman took the return, put a cross in, keeper came out. You could say he flapped at it or patted it, didn't get really a lot on it. Came across the far side of the box, Bamble chased it, mm. knocked it back to Potts, first time cross and Potts. Mm, nice ball. And, uh, you know, sort of chest down and round scores. Fourth goal of the season in the league, you know, well, well for North End, he scored one for the Republic of Ireland. Spoke to him afterwards. Brown was admitting he said, oh, "I need more goals than that." You know, because I think we had this debate last week, didn't we, on the pod that yeah. um, he scored twelve or thirteen a few seasons ago. So 
that's where the sort of bar was set with Brown. So mm. he needs a few more goals. Anyway, he got that one. Uh, two North End had a goal disallowed. DJ scored with a corner. Oh, really? uh, yeah, that was on the highlights. Drove it in. Uh, went for the near post and basically Cameron Archer stood next to the goalkeeper and the goalkeeper tried to catch it, lost his balance and took the ball into the net and it was disallowed for a foul on the goalkeeper. No, yeah. How's that not made it now, into the highlights? Yeah. Well, it is. If you, if you see it on the North End one, on the iFollow one, right. De- Deck Rudd is commentating, co- oh, commentating. Right. And even in the goalkeeper's union, he was saying it was a mistake from the goalkeeper yeah. and there wasn't a foul there. Oh, it, wasn't, it wasn't Nat Lofthouse barging him into the net or anything <laughs> yeah. like that. Uh, anyway, but that was just allowed one nil. Anyway, got two nil up. Um, the who done it goal was it Emil Reese or was it Dale Fry on yeah, goal? Yeah. Um, nice ball that you know Reese chased the ball down the side, mm-hmm. got to the side of the box, back to the goal, goal turned in between two, two defenders, yeah. leaves him and he sort of drills it across goal and it hits Dale Fry there, defender as he slides in and goes past the keeper. Now. I've seen a few angles of it. I do think it could have crept in at the far post. Mm. I think if it had got as far as in Cameron Archie would have scored it. Yeah. Because he was there. That's but, what I think will go against him. Is yeah. It, I think it was yeah. more of a pass than yeah. a, a shot. But what what spoils sports? Yeah. It's no, gonna be Dale Fry t- doesn't want the Dale, own goal. No, no, no. So right. so said's here, I'm giving it um, I'm giving it an MO Reese hat yeah. I'm giving it an MO Reese goal. I did see uh, I did see he came away with the ball. Yeah, he did. So. Yeah, yeah. So he had that in his bag of belongings afterwards. So yeah, yeah so that was two nil. Borough pulled one back three minutes into the second half. And there's something I've noticed with North End. They sometimes don't start second halves very well. Yeah, I've I don't think that, uh, no. Everson covered himself in, in glory no, for this one. It was a big, it was just a sort of looped cross up from DJ. I, I don't think he realised he was there because no. he could just kind of seemed to jump forward, like, yep, yeah. going out, leave yeah. it. And then someone pops up to put it ben, in there. James Tavern at the far, uh, Tavern, Marcus Tavern at the far post. Yeah. Um, I don't think Brad Potts realised he was there either because yeah. he just let him get a free header and he was still off the pitch at the time, you know. Yeah. So, so that that was a little bit disappointing, but the fact that North End were back in the with two a two goal lead within five minutes was mm. important. They reacted well to it. Um, really nice build up actually. Ben Whiteman was very good on the day. He won a tackle off uh, Riley McGree in mm-hmm. the you know in the north end half. Really, McGree went down. And he was appealing for a foul, but it was a nice slide tackle on him. Cameron Archer picked it up, took it off the took it down the pitch. Ball through, you know, through ball. Reeves made a nice curving run to meet it. His first touch met it right on the edge of the box. Didn't need a touch to control it. His first touch was to lift it over the keeper. Lovely yeah. chip. Oh, I like he does like he did like a little sort of stutter or like yeah. just changed his feet to, yeah. to allow him to do it and he just took it so well. I mean, what sort of surprised me the most about that is it's a level of composure we have rarely seen from Emil Reese this season. Mm, yeah, because normally he took yeah. it so well. Yeah, maybe it helped with it. It was his first touch. It wasn't one where mm. he took the touch and then went into the box on a one-on-one. He just sort of looped it over him. Uh, no, it was a really good finish. One of the first times as well. He's He's quite a calm figure when he celebrates. He just normally stands out yeah, with his yeah. arms down, but he actually, it was a bit more of a celebration for that one because it was a good goal. And then yeah. the fourth one was a penalty. It was like Archer twisted. No offend at 3-1. They just battered him, you mm. know, really went for it. And yeah, the fourth goal, Archer sort of cutting down the from the left into the box. Shot was beating the keeper. And Paddy Mandare yeah. was like two yards off the line, you know, on the Bit line. Paul just, Gallagher. Yeah, just sort of, Moved his arm towards it, hit his forearm. 
referee pointed through. Uh, from where you were sitting in the ground, I just thought he blocked it on the line, to be mm. fair. If you're on our side, because he hit his right arm sort of on the other side sort of thing. And anyway, then you saw the ref point to the spot. You just knew what was coming and the red card came out, penalty, no complaints from Matt Nair. He knew what he'd done, you know. Yeah. He'd done what any other player would have done, really. And because they actually, I was talking to Alan Brown afterwards, even though DJ was on the pitch, Cameron Archer was going to take the penalty because... Mm. He'd had a good game because he, he dipped a little bit Archer a couple yeah. of games before, but uh, you know he's picked up. He picked up a bit more against Barnsley and uh, certainly picked up in this game. And they thought he deserved the goal and he was going to take the penalty. But then they said, "Look, they all thought Reese was on a hat trick, yeah. so they say, right, give it ML to take.' And he's yeah. taken a penalty before for North End, and yeah. uh, he took it really well. Took I thought. It, yeah, dispatched it low and hard. Past mm. the keeper went the other way, you know. Yeah. So four one. So. As you, as you as you pointed out, he left with the match ball mm. because all the players on the last game of the season, normally when they come out of the dressing room, they've just got the wash bags. Yeah. But uh, and you know the boots go back to be cleaned and everything. But they're, they're given all the like the boots and whatever and the kit if they want to keep the shirt. So they all have these big plastic bags. Yeah. And so he had his boots and his kit in there and he had the match ball in there. Yeah. yeah. So, Did yeah. Dan Everson not take a match ball as well? I feel like I saw probably, on social own. media because yeah. I suppose like he, yeah. if he's a lone player, he doesn't know if he's coming back. Or whatever. It's yeah. a nice, nice memento, isn't it? You all seem to be getting shirt signed and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So and uh, yeah. no, but it, it was a good game. They won four one, and. Um, by the looks of it on social media, they all went for a good drink on yeah, on yeah. Sunday afternoon and evening, which I don't begrudge them at all. If a player can't have a beer at the end of a season, when can they not? Yeah, so exactly. Totally deserved. Yeah. Um, the uh, end of season awards followed. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that don't know, Daniel Everson won. Swept the board. Yeah, player of the year and player's player, wasn't it? And the Press and Supporters Collective player of the year as well. That's so, not a mouthful. Yeah, yes. so that's free. Um, uh, Brown won the Community Education Trust Community Player of the Year. Yeah, Again, Bam- not a mouthful. Yeah, Bambo was PFA, PFA Community Champion. champion. Uh, uh, Sepp was Young Player of the Year, Sepp Vandenberg. Yes. And, and Mikey was the Scholar, Scholar of the Year. Yeah, yeah. And Goal of the Season was Cameron Archer. Yes, uh, one particular person that put the ball in Blackpool. Well, that, yeah, I think he got 40% of the vote. Oh, I'm, really? I, I think when the voting started, when they put the vote out, it was before the Blackpool match. And so it, that actually yeah. wasn't on the voting paper. Wasn't on the ballot paper, was it? But uh, obviously, I think it was added too late. Yeah, yeah. I voted personally for Emil Reeves again. I did. Against yeah, right. Uh, Bristol City. Our end of season awards. Right. Who? Who? Uh, we may have already actually mm-hmm. said this in the podcast mm-hmm. when they announced it. Yeah. But who did you vote for for player of the season? I actually, at the time, I voted for Andrew Hughes. But then Everson just had probably, since I voted, he probably had three absolutely stunning games mm. where he just saved anything that went at him. So um, I just went for Hughes because I'd seen such an improvement at him yeah. in the defence. I just thought he was very, very consistent. But I can see why Everson got it. And yeah. I think, you know, around the time people were voting, he just turned into Superman at times, yeah. you know. So you yeah. could, you can't begrudge him. He is... We've had some good loan keepers recently and, you know, when you think we've had Sam Johnson and Jordan Pickford and Deadwood yeah. when he first came, he was a long goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, Everson's been magnificent, hasn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I actually also voted for Andrew Hughes. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I just thought, like you say, it was, it was just so consistent the whole mm. way through the season. As Daniel Everson. Yeah. I really, I d- really doesn't bother me no. which one of the two got yeah. it, to be honest. They both deserve it, in, mm. in my opinion. Uh, young player of the year, Seth, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's actually, is it players under 22 or something? Mm. There's actually quite a limited yeah, sort of 
pool to pick from for yeah. that. So, but you'd say Sep, Sep's been very consistent all mm. season. He's played. I think there's only one league game he didn't feature in, which was Blackman away because he had a bit of an injury. Mm-hmm. I think two off the bench, but that's it. You know, yeah. he's whether been, right wing back or centre yeah, back or yeah. whatever. He's been very good. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, what what goal of the season? I went for Emil Reese against Bristol City. The the volley. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Did I. Yeah, but mainly I ju- because I just, like there's the tackle from McCann, yeah. then there's the run from Potts, and then yeah. the delivery, and then the volley. There's just a yeah. little bit more to it, yeah. and I also don't. As much as I enjoy Cameron Archer scoring against yeah. Blackpool, I don't want to get all hung up on Blackpool, yeah. so I go for the best like actual goal itself. Yeah, but yeah, as you say, it actually it started that move started on the well that goal started on the edge of the Bristol City box with our attack breaking down yeah. and they brought a counter attack and as you say Ali McCann was like a whip it and just legged it back slide tackle it about three yards outside the north end box then yeah. it was Brown picked it up didn't he and played it you know and set Potts down the round the way and said right lad chase it and he really Potts really had to chase it didn't <laughs> yeah. he it wasn't just a sort of routine run onto it yeah. he really had to sort of get some speed up to reach it and Potts probably Playing at wing back, one of Potts's sort of noddy strengths is crossing. Yeah, but it was a perfect cross on this occasion, yeah. and it's that's like, after like a fifty-yard sprint. It's yeah. not like he's been able to take a touch, roll it out, and just wrap his foot around it. He yeah. had to get it right yeah. at that moment. And it was the way sort of Emil sort of he took a step back. It was slightly mm. behind him, so it wasn't just a routine. Yeah. And swing it was almost airborne when he struck yeah. it, wasn't yeah. it? Like, and the fact it was what ninety-six minute at mm. the time, you know, and they, you just saw the Bristol City players sort of fall onto the floor. It's, for them, it was bloody heartbreaking, yeah, but yeah. You know, for, for, for us, it was brilliant. So that was my goal of the season. Yes. And I've got to admit, I thought DJ's at Barnsley was a late mm. entry. I thought that that second one that sort of curved curved away, yeah. you know, it was, a, it was a lovely bit of finishing yeah, that. definitely. But definitely. all the ones on, you know, all the ones you could vote for on the ballot paper, I thought they were, Potts, I thought they were all, Potsy at Stoke was like Even very close. Even Hughes' header at Stoke. Yeah, yeah. Well, shortly after the game, mm-hmm. well, not like the same day, but it was yesterday as we mm-hmm. record this, Monday, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, North End. We were recording on Tuesday. Yes. And yes. Uh, North End announced yeah. the retained list. Which came out on Monday, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, most players are staying, mm-hmm. uh, as you would expect. But um, so I'm working down this list as of the PNE website. I can so I sum it up for you. I've, I've got it imprinted in my head. Go on then. Right. 13 first team players released. Yes. Um, I think there's five second-year scholars released at the end. Um, then there's, at the moment, there are 20 players retained um, because they've got time left on the contract. Of those 20, you've still got Adam O'Reilly on loan out at St. Patrick's in Ireland. You've got Jordan Story, who until last night was on loan at Chef Wednesday. Yep. And then you've got the three transfer listed players, Josh Harrop, Tom Bayliss and Matthew mm-hmm. Sunday. So you re- so And then wha- you've got the lone players returning. Yeah. So while you've got twenty players on that list, you probably you can well, there's three transfer listed. So that mm-hmm. instantly comes down to seventeen. Mm-hmm. O'Reilly's in Ireland until the end of July, I think it is, to take in St. Patrick's um Europa League qualifiers. So um, there's naturally it's not a very big squad at the moment and you've that got, list of players also yeah. includes Lewis Colton yeah, who's yeah, not who's, quite first team yet no but he's he's had a um, he was a first year pro he's had a year's option triggered for a second year so yeah. to stay on he's got a left foot they, they like what he's produced so far mm-hmm. they think he's you know it's worth a look at and see if they can develop then you've got sort of seven 
you've got seven young lads now. You've got contract to be offered to Bambo Diaby as well. Yeah, yeah. So that that which I think they're meeting his people tomorrow mm-hmm. for a chat uh, Wednesday. Um, but then you have got the seven young lads who have already got pro contracts. People like Lewis Lee, Josh Sherry, Norma Wenny, Dana Amaria has been offered one. Yeah, uh, Aaron Barron. Yeah, Aaron Bennett, Nevin, uh, Mackie O'Neill, of course. Yep. So they're in a sort of younger group with pro contracts, basically. They're at different stages of the development. If you think about it, Siri and Mawenny are only coming to the end of the first year of the scholarship. Mm-hmm. So they'll have a second year scholars. They'll be second year scholars next year, albeit they've got pro deals. Yep. Then you've got like the others are like, they're now at the end of their second year as scholars. They are sort of fully fledged sort of pros now, you know, yep. so... Uh, I think Mikey O'Neill's probably proved that he can be in and around the first team squad. Mm-hmm. Might not need a loan deal away. A couple of the others they might they think could do six months on loan somewhere. Over so. to James Beat. Yeah, yeah, the new sort of loans, new, loans and performance. Yeah, like loan manager sort of Yeah, role. pathways manager, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, right, so let's go to Josh Harrop, Matt or Sunday and Tom Bayliss. Mm. Uh, I, I tweeted this the day. I saw a piece saying there's no such thing as a transfer list anymore but this is like as close as if there isn't yeah, one this they is are like available. pretty much I think they've been pretty much told that look come on lads get yourself you're not going to play here next year Yeah, you won't be in a 25 man squad sort of get yourself a decent move while you can you know, it's, you know you're in a position of strength I doubt North End would if someone came in and offered to take him and even without a fee I mm. think that the, the goal, you know, like uh, ideal world, someone offers a bit of money for him, but I don't think that's going to happen. It'd be a case of more what they can save on that last year of wages. What went wrong? Well, that's it. We, we I'll start with Harrop was first year he was here. I thought he was really started really promising. Alex Neal's first season, mm-hmm. they had him, Callum, Jordan Hugill. People like that, Barky, moving along yeah. that front line, rotating. Yeah, Shawnee. Yeah, Shawnee, they could have, you know, they played him in different roles. I thought they, you know, he started well. Decent first season without breaking too many parts, but Shawnee's promised. Then he got the cruciate ligament injury in the second, mm. which he probably... against Wigan? No, West Brom, that one, yeah. Oh. He's only come on as a sub for the last oh, few minutes and he did it, yeah. Against Wigan, was it? No, he's at Swansea, that one. Oh, so, there was yeah. someone, I swear someone did it against Wigan. Mm, not too sure. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, but there we go. And yeah, so Harry, he's never really found favour as he got a, um, a sort of consistent yeah. run. Uh, flat. Has he performed consistently? I don't though? think he has. Uh, I think he's shown touches at times, you mm. know, where, what he can do. And the goal against Charlton, the goal against Rovers, yeah. you can see he's got technical Play, quality. Played you know? in little spells, but. Yeah. Um, the we were talking the other day when we went to Barnsley. Mm-hmm. He played in that four one two one two, didn't he? Yeah, and when, did really well when they won three three nil. Yeah, that he was time, playing yeah. as a as a ten. Yeah, so he'd play as a ten for a handful of games, do quite well, and then just go off the boil. It yeah. seemed it was, it was strange. Yeah, I think he came from United, and when mm. a player comes from United, you tend to get on a four year stat- Yeah, on, on the statue of that club, mm. he, he he played one first team game and scored, scored. that cracking goal against Palace. Palace yeah. You know, when Mourinho was resting people for the Europa, Europa League, League final. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think got a bit carried away. I, I always made the argument, if we'd signed Harrop from Birmingham, mm-hmm. would we have had the same hype and excitement? Yep. He's not quite consistently done it under under Alex Neal or, you know, since then. You know, yeah, like, yeah. well, he wasn't he had, here. He had a little bit of time yeah. under... I, mean, I know he's struggled a lot with injury this year, yeah. but... 
Yeah, niggles and whatnot. Frankie didn't fancy him. And then He's not nailed down a spot at Fleetwood. No, no. and he went on loan to Ipswich the season yeah. before and didn't do a lot there during that COVID season. So, and yeah, uh, Ryan Lowe gave him a few minutes in the FA Cup at Coven- uh, Cardiff in, in January mm. and sort of prove yourself, sort of, well, you know, showcase yourself to me, to use his phrase. Didn't, didn't really, wasn't a game anyone really did. But, um, so, and off he went to Fleetwood and didn't do a lot there. Pulled his hamstring within three or four minutes of his debut and, you know, only got back towards the end of the season. So. Yeah, yeah, taking a corner yeah, tore his just, I, th- I think he needs a move. He needs to freshen up and sort yeah. of make, put down some roots. Get yeah. it'll, be a good, it'll be a good signing for someone. Mm. He really will. He's, he has got talent. He's got skill, but... You just need some more consistency and find a role in a team that plays to suit your style. Yeah. Now, Matt, or Sunday, after 12 months at PNE, not making the squad for the second half of the season and yeah. making, what, two, two appearances? appearances? One start against Blackburn away yeah. under Frankie's last game. Yeah. Played 86 minutes, then did his groin. And, and then mainly played in the reserves. Yeah, he got sort of... He came on as a first-half sub for Barkey at Swansea under Ryan Lowe. Yeah. And didn't do great deal that time to be fair and I just he doesn't strike me as an, a, a Ryan Lowe player really you know I could see this, obviously he was signed North End were going to play wing backs this season mm. with Frankie mm. could see why he fitted in well he'd done well at Rotherham there um, but it's just just not worked out for him unfortunately so very, very nice guy off the pitch you yeah. know very pleasant very maybe quite, too nice yeah quietly spoken but it just doesn't fit into that sort of style of what what Ryan Lowe wants, and then on uh, continuing the theme of essentially poor transfers, mm-hmm. club record signing is now up for sale. Tom Bayliss was he club yeah. record? I don't know. Something if he like was. that. Other, other people have been, I think, before mm. and since, um, but just never really got a chance, did he? That signed him from Coventry, really in the sort of two two nineteen twenty season. Yeah, just saw him in cups. Really, Alex Neal didn't play him a lot, did he? Um, then, you know. The bits where I've seen him play, he hadn't done a great deal. Mm-hmm. Went to Wigan on loan for this season. Seemed to get a little run at the end of yeah. Frankie McAvoy's yeah. seat, like the end of last season. He wasn't played the he? last he game. Couple, he played yeah. the last game at Forest. He was and getting scored. on the off the bench a little bit yeah. more as well. Yeah, but then this season's been at Wigan all season, and he's played a bit. But mm. I was talking to Paul Kendrick, who covers Wigan for for our sister paper, the Wigan Post mm. and the Wigan Observer, and he said. Yeah, he's been decent at times, but a lot of his appearances have come in the Cups and the Papa John's Trophy and things like that, rather than in the league. Yeah, Liam Richardson at Wigan had a sort of tried and tested midfield, which he largely stuck to. Yep. And so Bayliss was on the bench, so probably he's not got the game time he fought either. Mm. But he's got, got himself a League One medals, you know, winner's yeah, yeah. medal. So. But again, a lot of promise, but not quite, you know, worked out, sadly. Uh, just looking at the rete- uh, released list as well, mm-hmm. um, Conor Ripley, which was expected, yeah. never really made it mm-hmm. in the end. Uh, I'll group them all together, but you've got Ethan Walker, Jack Baxter, Jacob Hall Wilkinson, Joe Rodwell Grant, Oliver Lombard. A lot of young players leaving mm-hmm. there. I think some are different. I think yeah. Ethan Walker and Jack Baxter are obviously different to the others because they've been around a bit longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally think it's a bit of a shame to see Joe Rodwell Grant go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed Jacob Hall Wilkinson in his tweet saying, like, thanks to the club, mm-hmm. had noted that he basically had 30 goal involvements this season. Yeah. So he's not had a bad season. No, no. Um, yeah. I, 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 you, you look at the list. I've done a, I've done a uh, piece for the paper, and it's on the website as well. 
by the time you read this, that out of the 13 who have been released, mm. I think between them this season, there's been 18 championship starts. Right. Barky made 10 of them. Sinclair made six and Joe Rafferty two. Mm-hmm. But then you got the odd, the odd, then you got Hunt on his one appearance, you know, some yeah. appearances. Joe Rodwell Grant played, came on against Swansea, I think it was, at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. So you've got very few sort of appearances between that lot. It's not a surprise, but as yeah. you say, there's a couple, you know, like Ethan Walker, I always remember him, he's North End, he's a Preston lad. He became the youngest player to play in a league game for Preston, age 16 and 156 days. Aston Villa of all Yeah, teams. yeah. He came on, you know, New Year's Eve 2018, but mm-hmm. then he's only played one more sub-appearances for in, in a cup game and then sort of gone by the wayside a little bit, which is a shame because um, you want to see, you do want to see local lads doing well. As you say, Joel Rodwell, Grant, your name check there. Um he, he, he had a decent season. Whenever a season, he seems to have popped up with goals yeah. in the reserves and youth team. I think the problem for him and Jacob Holland Wilkinson, who's come into the the both first year pros, come into the they're like Lewis Coulton and the York. They had options for another year, but they've been out. They they changed the rules for the for the league for the youth league this year. That they went from 18s to 19s, mm. so you can fit those first year pros in. But from now, they've reached that age now, their next season, yep. they'll be turning 20, they're not on that under-19s anymore. So their only option then will be the reserve team football in the Central League, which games are, what, every two or three weeks sort yep. of thing. Unless they can get a loan. Yeah, or a loan. And they've had, I know they've had a couple, they've both had their loan spells, haven't they, at Lancaster and Bamber Bridge and whatnot. So it's just, yeah, it's probably just timing there. So... Um, Roswell Grant might have been worth taking a risk for. Um, I don't think his loan spells worked out brilliantly for him, but you know he's he's always shown up in the reserves, hasn't he? Yeah. In the youth team. So I think uh, he's got the uh, the right build and a bit yeah. of pace about him as well. He just seemed yeah. fairly accustomed yeah. to it. Now he played in Wigan's under 23s as a trialist last week. Mm-hmm. Um, a game against QPR. Having now, scored against them in preseason. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. So whether that will lead to anything, I don't know. I don't think he's been offered anything yet, but mm-hmm. yes. He's obviously getting himself out there and trying to get himself noticed, which yeah. is good, you know, yeah, yeah. being proactive. So I, I hope everyone who gets released get himself fixed up in one yeah. way or another. I'm sure they will. There's football is littered with players who are clubs where they've not started out as sometimes you do need to move around, you know. Yeah. And if you if you do have the talent and you do develop it a little bit later on, you, you will get your chance somewhere else. I think I've heard Ethan Walker, I think Fleetwood are interested in him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, you know, they've got another 23s there, so that might be an opening for yeah. him. So, it's I don't begrudge anyone, whoever gets fixed up, wherever they get fixed up, best of luck to him. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go on to some of the first team players. I'm yeah. going to leave one out specifically, of mm-hmm. course. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, but, You'll have me uh, on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Rafferty, Scott Sinclair, Tom Barkazen, mm. no surprises. No bit of quality in there. Yeah, like, Barky, he, I just went wrong for him this season because mm. we've, we've, we've banged a drum on this one. For yeah. all his time at North End, he's been so consistent with performances and the amount of games he's played. He's been knocking out 40 odd games a season yeah. all the way through consistently. He's one of those players you can even play him in the cup. He's not one who needed a rest. And then this year, he played the first game of the season at, against Hull. 
Then he got COVID and he had complications after that with the long COVID with the asthmatic. Being asthmatic, it sort of really floored him. Yeah. He got back. Played. Having been in the cellar. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people going about that interview he did. I don't think it's, it's had no bearing I don't think on the club it, because what he said wasn't. It was just honest truth at the time. Yeah, it was more. It's, if anything, they were just like that's a bit too honest. Yeah, but we can't. We, there's, he, can't he, knock it. Like. He was hinting then he needed a fresh challenge, mm. and I think he does. I mm. think he, you know, like he, I'm not boards the wrong word, but I think routine. He, mm-hmm. he, he come, some yeah. players fit coming into the club every every day. Maybe yeah. it's probably a bit strong, but is he in a bit of a rut? Like, yeah, yeah, you know that it's he, that sort. Of, you got to break the mould. He was unlucky cliche, this season. Had cliche. you know the COVID obviously laid him low for a good two or three yeah. months. I think. Well, I think he got in August and it was October before he came back. Um, then he got that bad in- ankle injury against Fulham through no fault mm-hmm. of his own. It was a bad tackle on yeah, him. Anton Robinson. And then came back in, and as is the case after sometimes after a little bit of time out, because your body's not too synced, and yeah, yeah. He, he pulled his calf down at uh, Swansea, and we've not really seen him since then. He was back training towards the end of the season, but tellingly didn't get in a first team squad for you know the last two or three games or, or so. So. Um, so it's just ready for a new challenge for him. He will not have a difficulty getting another club. No, don't know, you know. Especially if a certain yeah. side from the northeast get promoted. Yeah, even if they didn't, even if they don't win in the playoffs, you know, you can you could see him go in there. Yeah. But I'm sure it's not just just because he's played for Alex Neil or something. No, it will automatically go for Sunderland. I think a lot of clubs. I've seen other journalists on Twitter looking at him and going. Preston's retain list is here. Out of those, the standout one for us is Tom Barcaves, and he'd fit here, he'd fit there. So, yeah. I, you know, if, if people are thinking that, clubs are going to be thinking that. I don't think he'll have. A, I think David Moyes' brother is his agent, so yeah, he's, yeah. he's well known in the game. So I think he might well. get him a move somewhere. Scott Sinclair not quite lived up to the hype. No, no, not really worked out for him. Again, one of these signings made where probably the formation hasn't largely suited him. Yeah, You've, it's a strange. It's a strange one given mm. that because it wasn't. Well, I suppose he came in a four-two-three-one, didn't yeah. he? But he it, came. He, it, it wasn't even. He was first mooted at the time when Kellen Robinson was being sold, yeah. and they were obviously thinking, could they play him sort of down the side? Which mm. he couldn't. Anyway, he didn't come that summer, did he? Yeah, um, he came in the. He came January. in the January. He had to of, get it, the yeah. payoff sorted with Celtic, yeah. didn't he? And all he got those. a big payoff from Celtic, which enabled him to take a bit of a drop down here. Still mm. on a good wage. And I think, like a lot of players, actually, he's, well, he arrived early January 2020. By March, football had shut down and he had that. So he'd had two months at the club and then basically shut down for, what, three months and then we restarted behind closed doors. Then last season, he was actually top scorer with nine goals mm. all in the league. Mm. Got that 40-yarder at... Um, Bournemouth, he's got yeah. the winner. Just seems to pop up in the box, yeah. low crosses in the box, and he'd, he'd mm. be on the end of them. Yeah, he's got the winner at Birmingham. Yeah, you know, Hunter's yeah. 300th game. Molumbi's yeah, run. Yeah, so yeah, it just didn't work. It just didn't work out, especially when they went to a three-five-two. Yeah, he, he's not a wing back. Yeah, he, even in, I don't know, even in Ryan Lowe's style of wing backs, I don't know, he just didn't seem to fit there. You, you're gonna have to play him as a in a three-five-two. I think you'd have to play him as a striker. He just didn't two. seem to beat anyone no, for me. Maybe he's losing it was the just, pace. Yeah, yeah. It was just everything just seemed to slow down with yeah. him. Too many touches, like yeah. take it and just 
try and go past him. There's a game, um, it was one of Alex Neal's last few. Beat Huddersfield 3 0 at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we scored a couple of great goals on the counter Counter, attack, and he finished one off, and it was a lovely, you know, speed run Mm. onto it. Barkhazen was involved a lot, I think, then, wasn't he? You just, yeah, so. No, it's just not worked out for him, and I think the fact he never made the squad on Saturday against Middlesbrough. He, yeah, he was there in his civvies after the match. Right, he did the parade with the rest of the players. He had his kids there and his, his um, you know, his girlfriend. So I think the writing was on the wall, and he mm. he put it out and on social media. He put it out yeah. on Saturday night that he was going. You know, fact, you know, the usual sort of times up and thanks yeah, for the thank time you. bar, and that, that's it. So, and then, again, I think he'll get fixed up quite easily. Yeah, what level? I'm not somewhere. too sure. You know, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And then you've got uh, Joe Rafferty, who yeah. was a good servant, yeah, good man to have around in the squad. Mm-hmm. But when you've got a big squad, those yeah. are the people you sort of sacrifice. Yeah, you, there was almost talk. I heard a little bit of a talk that maybe he was mm. one. That might be off in another got a year. Bit of that impression from Ryan Lowe, yeah. speaking, they felt like there was some. There might have been something yeah. to keep someone around. He was but, talking about good characters and yeah. the sort. He might not play a lot, but they're good to have around. And maybe the fact that he'd played at both right back and left back might have helped him. But as, as I say, he it might have been him that indicated. Well, even if you offered me something, I'm not. I yeah. won't stay. I need some football. So. Yeah. Because you yeah. could you, you could see know. how frustrated mm. he was not being in the squad in the first place and speaking to him after the Liverpool match, I think it was, mm. and stuff like that. And he was very honest. He's, yeah. He spoke brilliantly and mm. gets it across really well. You just can't knock that, can you? No. You want to go play, right? Fair enough. Yeah. You know, we can't Again, do that. He'll get himself a move somewhere. Yeah. Probably, it might be League One, but mm. he'll, do a, he'll do a solid job for somewhere. Now, mm. after 10 years. I'll just get my tissues out yeah. now. Paul Huntington oh, has left. He's gone. The oh, covering Cannavaro. Yeah. I thought North End handled it really well in the fact mm-hmm. that they, re- they didn't do the retain list, obviously, until Monday, but they made it clear last Thursday. Yeah. Put we, it out. we spoke about that on the podcast, yeah. didn't we? Even if you're going to leave it, let yeah. us know whether Hunt yeah. is staying or not. Let's and they celebrate Hunt. They put, him up for the, they put him up on media duty on, on Thursday, Exton. Yeah. And so... We, we had half an hour with him. We had a really good chat with him. We knew he was He wouldn't shut up. Yeah. There was one question where he, he went on for about two minutes and went, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Yeah. And he was like, nothing <laughs> about the question that had been asked. Yeah. But, you know, he, he got his time on the pitch at the end um, of the of the Middlesbrough game. Um, and it was just, just went out superb. The only thing missing was a goal. A Graham Alexander sort of last minute. But he actually mm. got a header from a Ledson corner. I thought, oh, could, could have, you know, a few inches lower down, he would have scored there. That would have been the perfect one. But mm. I thought it was a lovely touch. He came on against uh, Middlesbrough and Alan Brown gave him the captain's armband. Yeah. And uh, I didn't notice it actually happening at the time. Yeah. But when I saw the highlights, I thought, oh, wow. Yeah, and you can see yeah. Ryan Lowe signalling to him, like, yeah. make yeah. sure you give it him. Yeah, Which yeah. I think he probably would have done anyway. Like. Yeah, but I just thought, what a, what a yeah. And so, and he, he's happy, Hunt. He, he he knew what his lot was. Obviously, wanted to play a lot more than he had done this season. That that hadn't worked out. And there was there was some talk, you know, would 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 he leave Preston as his last club and try something new? But we we sat talking to him last week. He said he said I might be thirty three, thirty four, but he's he said knock a year off because I've not played. He's not his legs haven't taken a battering this year, mm. and so he's he probably got another couple of years left in him at least. And I think he fancies a challenge of a somewhere else. I yeah. think he'll get a, a decent offer somewhere. He, someone will get a very reliable defender. Yeah, he's a good yeah. type, isn't he, to yeah. have around? Yeah, you know, as a you leader. Know. If you're not going to be there, if you don't want one of your centre, you know, like 
not every defence is blessed with great pace. You know, if you can play someone with a bit of pace next to him, you've got a solid defender. He can read everything in his head, can't he? You know, yeah. and uh, make the moves and whatnot. So, yeah. yeah. Um, what a servant foot club. Ten years. 306 games. Modern game. Yeah. Oh, so You'd impressive. hope, you know, really, you should have played a few more than that mm. because he did have spells out of the team. But mm. my, my, my big one is he... He played against Shrewsbury Town away. We beat him 1-0 on the 29th of December 2013. And then he didn't play a league game again until the end of that season, April 2014. He brought he was brought on at six minutes against Carlisle when we beat him 6-1. It mm -hmm. was a bit of a sop sub, you know, get a little bit of game time at the end of the season. Yeah. And then he still he was still at the club that summer and he didn't get into the squad that first sort of few weeks. Went to Gillingham on a Tuesday night in the October. Tom Clark and Jack King, who had been playing at the back, were both ill that night or injured. So they put Hunts in the team. Came out of nowhere. I think he'd only had a couple of cup appearances. Only goals and scores a winner. Mm. Plays every game after that. Ends up with nine goals, one of them at Wembley. Yeah. Uh, and he was player of the year in the promotion season. Just yeah. shows you how... How times have changed, you know. Yeah. How what a man, you know. Yeah, how he was a comeback kid. He really yeah. was at times because, uh, you know, I think Graham Wessel left him out for a time, and yeah. then um, Simon Grayson did, and I think Alex Neal left him out at times. But it takes it, some oh, doing. Oh, I come, always come back to yeah. him in the end. You know, yeah, yeah. So. It takes some doing to keep coming back as yeah. well. Um, like a boomerang. Yeah, Cumbrian the, boomerang. Yeah. You know, <laughs> different, yeah. But best of luck to Hunt. Yeah. He's a he's a fantastic fella. As you say, we had half an hour with him. Mm. I think that press conference could have gone on an hour. Oh yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd have been there all day. Yeah. He was happy to do it. We got um, we, we used a lovely picture on the back page of Monday's paper, and it was him on the pitch at the end of his little girl and oh, little yeah. Baby oh, daughter. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he'd been given some kind of card and memento and everything. So yeah. the little girl was holding that, and Hunt was holding her, and it. Just, just, just a lovely family occasion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, right, looking back at the season, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, thirteenth. Yeah. yeah, Preston are a mid-table side as they were last year. Yeah. Now, if you were to balance things out, it was a far better second half of the season mm. than first. Um, I think, I think Ryan Lowe had two more. Games and Frankie did league games. I think the change was made about twenty one. Was it twenty one games? I don't know. Then. To be fair, yeah. yeah, something like that. So another date. It was like seventh yeah. of December. Yeah, or something, I think Ryan Law ended December. up just having about. If, if you just split the season in half, it mm -hmm. was just slightly more for for low. Now the results have obviously there's more points being put on the board in that mm -hmm. second half of the season than the first. The trust element has returned with the fans. This second half of the season, and communication the and yeah, yeah, there's a lot changed this season. But Frankie was one; it didn't work out in the end, unfortunately. He was a nice guy, and you know, I, I didn't like some of the the personal abuse which he got. You know, calling him the postman and things like that. Yeah. It's just disrespectful. disrespectful yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, as it was, he had a strong end to last season as the interim, um, and you know, North, North End went with those results and gave him the job which I think a lot of clubs would have done yeah it seemed like the obvious there was no there was no outstanding candidate at no. that time Ryan Lowe wasn't really in the thought process no. because you know Plymouth weren't in the playoffs they'd no. finished mid-table the yeah. season before so yeah. he probably needed that a little bit yeah. long you know let yeah. down at Plymouth and uh, 
Anyway, but yeah, it didn't it didn't work out. There were some there were some decent results in that first half of the season, but there were some not decent results. So um Blackpool finished him, basically. The Blackpool defeat away yeah. finished even, even though it was a long time, probably just not six, turning up that six, I think six that to seven weeks before he went. Combined him. with Forest where yeah. they had two games where they were just so badly beaten and yeah, so outdone. Yeah, with, with big away following. Yeah. 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 And yeah, he never recovers from Blackpool. Mm. And then sort of Forrest just sort of then Forrest sort of coming on the back of that really good win at Bournemouth. He sort of did away with the Bournemouth win. You know, he, yeah. he became the first team to win at Bournemouth all season, first team yeah. to beat him. And you think, right. And it's such a good performance. He's so got, he's got it spot on yeah, tactically. He's got the time to, you know, and then like four days later, they go and get beat horribly at Nottingham Forest. You know, 3 0, but it could have been more. They were never in it. And uh, yeah, so anyway, it didn't work out. And, you know, people say, oh, we could have appointed Ryan Lowe earlier in the season. If you say, probably last summer, would you have appointed a manager? Mid-table. You know, mid-table. No, it probably wouldn't have caught the imagination, but no. probably the timing of it, you know, mm. maybe in an ideal world, a couple of weeks uh, earlier. But yeah. I thought uh, there was a lot of thinking it would have happened after North End got beat by Cardiff in yeah. November. But then... So went, in, before the international break, was it? It was just after. Yeah. Then they went to Middlesbrough on the Tuesday and won, surprisingly, yeah. and then got a point against Fulham. So that probably bought him time. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't probably, in terms of results, didn't cost him anything. Was it but, not before the international break where we, we were saying, I think that we had three games in a week, yeah. and we were saying, no, if he loses... After, yeah. Oh, is it that? Yeah, if he loses all yeah, three, he, yeah. he, he can't stay. They went into the international break on the back of that 3-0 against Forrest. Oh, yeah, came yeah. back... Lost against Car- uh, Cardiff, but yeah. then had those three, you know. But so, so uh, Ryan Lowe had twenty-five games, right. as you were correct, mm-hmm. um, in charge. If you start the league table from when Ryan Lowe took over, yeah. Pienny would finish ninth, yeah. uh, six points outside of the playoff yeah. places mm-hmm. with a lot worse goal difference. Yeah. So it's better it's, yeah. than where they are. Yeah. So he's kind of. It shows he's done a bit yeah. of a better job than yeah. McAvoy, but then you've also got the fact that that league table has Forrest in second, and yeah. if I flipped it, Forrest will probably bottom of the league. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you know, the, at the end of the day, it's very dynamic, isn't it? At the end it? of the, the teams day, do well and both well. managers work with a squad in the end, which isn't quite. It's a mid-table squad. Yeah, that's why they've released a lot. You think about it, Ryan Lowe, the the only two different players he's working with at the moment is uh, Cameron oh, Archer okay. and Bambo. And Bambo yeah. only really played a handful of games. And I don't think Cameron Archer has quite carried the team no, to the same no, but to the point there. He got himself eight Frankie goals, seven, seven goals, hasn't he? You know, yeah. which was a big thing, I think, where 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 Ryan Lowe has made changes, things like bringing in pots at wing back, etc., trying people at left wing back as well, you know, different things, different dynamics and everything. But the club, I think the club is in a far better place now than it was 12 months ago. Mm-hmm. I think... You look at last summer's recruitment, Tom, and it's McCann's your standout one, and even he's taken a little bit of time to get back into Ryan Lowe's force, although he was a regular under Frankie in the end. But you look at some of that recruitment, Ola Sunday, now on the transfer list, Jamie Thomas released, um, who else came in? Uh, Izzy Brown, yeah. injured all season. Connor Wickham, injured all season. You know, played one and a half games and injured, you know, so... yeah. There's um it what it wasn't it wasn't the best summer was it really the good the the good the good recruitment last summer was the bringing back of Sep yeah and bringing Danny Leverson back yeah yeah I agree um 
do you have and I'm just I'm gonna quick flick through the um fixtures so I'm cheating a little bit. Mm. Do you have a favourite game? Aside from Blackpool, obviously. At home, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But w- do you have a favourite game from the season? What I, stands out? See, because I, I went, before I started looking, mm-hmm. one that stood out to me was Hull away. Yeah. I thought that was quite a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Hull, Hull stood out because it was a... And West Brom away. Yeah. Hull was a massive big away following. Sort mm. of, I, I always there was a Hull fan put on Twitter, and I saw it retweeted yeah, the other yeah, day. Yeah. When Wendy Preston turned into Leeds, oh, right. he said Wendy Preston turned into Leeds and suddenly turn up with thousands yeah. of fans, which or, we didn't expect. I we saw took, one that was like yeah. uh, ranking away fans. I think it might have been yeah. at Hull or mm. whatever this season, mm. and it had like Peony in the top tier. It was mm. like Peony and I think Sheffield United yeah. or something. Did you see mm. that? Yeah, but you know, yeah, he went, went to Hull. I think we took two and a half thousand that day. Mm. In the end. We hadn't sold, we sold a decent amount in advance and then a load more paid on the day. 1-0 win, Cameron Archie scoring, great one. And as you really say, nice pass from yeah, Ben Whiteman. Yeah, and as you say, the um, the West Brom away, I don't think they've been beaten at the Hawthorns all season. Been about, what, 30 years yeah. since North End have done it or something? Yeah, silly. we've not won there since 70, 1970s or something, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. even longer. Yeah. You know, like, um, and then seeing Greg, years Greg Cunningham in his pump down yeah, that left side. Yeah, set up both goals. And it was Archie's debut, came off the bench and scored. Yeah. Um, Ball came off the bar, didn't he? And yeah, yeah. Nodded all the keeper, and he just nodded it in. It was, yeah, it was a fantastic night that. And I think, you know, how we survived it, I don't know because we won't bore you. But it was a long, it was, a, <laughs> yeah. it was a long walk. walk it was a car. long walk from the ground to where you park your car at West Brom. In dodgy areas yeah. and how, how we were how right. we weren't robbed or murdered that night. I'll <laughs> yeah. never know. So yeah. it was the most dodgy walk back ever. Anyway, we're still here, but what, what no, but they out? were good. Uh, also, for me, I've got to say. Bournemouth away. I know you didn't come to that yeah, one because yeah. it was um it was a night one and you know oh, the way our company works. Cost. Of, yeah, <laughs> cost of it, yeah. We can, we can't both go and stay in a five star hotel, can we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did, I did stay in a budget hotel, can I just point that out? But um Bournemouth away was just very, very good in the fact that Bournemouth were unbeaten at the time. North End weren't having a great time of it mm. and went down there, quest for presenting their highlight show from there after the match. So you had Colin Murray there and all the yeah. staff. And it had obviously gone down there to be set up for a Bournemouth win, you know, to, you know, uh, uh, you know, as you would expect to probably pat Scott Parker on the back and every other job you're doing in here. And the yeah. North End went and just sort of soaked up pressure, didn't touch the ball hardly to start with. But then early in the second half, snatched yeah. the lead. Took the lead. Daniel Leaves with another worldy save. Yeah. Got pegged back, but then had the sort of, you know, didn't just set off for a point, went mm. back and sort of scored a second, 2-1. And um, I always remember Colin Murray was presenting it from the pitch afterwards and I was leaving the press box to go and uh, go back to the press room and write my stuff up. And uh, he was presenting, you know, he was presenting it live at the time. And he said... Don't worry, everyone. He said, we've got Preston's manager, Frankie McAvoy's coming to be interviewed next. He says, relax, Preston fans. You know, Frankie goes to Hollywood, relax and everything. So there's a little play on words. It always struck with me that one. Um, I quite enjoyed Sheffield United away as well, the late equaliser. And I feel like I would have enjoyed Sheffield United at home. I watched watched the second half from home because it was on my birthday and I'd been out. But I liked Sheffield United away. Sheffield United away. That late equaliser. Shout out for... One of my daughter's friends ended up on the pitch that no. night <laughs> celebrating, and it's on his it's on his profile, so uh, on his Twitter profile, he didn't hide it. So I thought, well done, well done, lad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And we don't came on. Well, such a I won't mention his name. But, well, <laughs> he's got a picture of himself with Ryan Ledson on the pitch at Sheffield United. I thought, all right, oh, that's him, is it? You yeah. Know, yeah. So, yeah. So, no, that was a good night. That was a really special, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, right. We'll move on to some uh, questions from Twitter whilst I'm just getting uh, a bit of stick from a Blackpool fan for replying to Matt Scrafton's tweet of a <laughs> suggestion of a of a, a player who's played well against Blackpool this season. I obviously put Cameron Archer's name forward. Yeah, you beat me to it. Yeah. <laughs> right, questions from Twitter. Uh, how many keepers will North End sign? Is DJ... Oh, there's multiple here. Uh, how many keepers will North End sign? Is DJ now stuck at left wing back following two excellent performances in the position? Do you think players on the retain list may still be sold other than Bayliss, Harrop and Ola Sunday? Right. How many keys will North End sign? At least two. They're going to need a minimum of two. Yeah. Um, if they're happy with yeah. a young third choice. James Pradick, who's yeah. coming through, who seems to be, uh, even though he's only a first year scholar, seems mm-hmm. to be very, very highly thought of. Um, uh, yeah, at least two. I think one of them will be a lone goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the market to go for, I think. And then probably a good, reliable number two, which you can bring in and, you know, as a proper... Do you want younger signing. or older? What? The, the, the number, number two? two. Bit, bit older, but, right. you know, like, you, you, you wouldn't... If, if it, the goalke- if you're going to get a goalkeeper on loan... They're gonna from they're gonna be they're gonna be younger. I know Everson's twenty four, but for a keeper that's quite young. He's still got ten to twelve years left of his career. Yeah, so if you're gonna be signing a goalkeeper somewhere between the ages of twenty one and twenty four, whatever, for argument's sake, you probably want a bit of a more older head Mm -hmm. battling. You know, signed to sort of with a promise or keep him on his toes, and you will get your chance. Don't just think you're never gonna play. Yeah. So or do you, you could want even a youngerish keeper to give him a year to, and yeah. then he starts, and yeah. you can bring in an older head after and have two permanent. Or do you, do, you, yeah, do you have two sort of permanent sort of or two younger ones battling it out for the gloves, and then an older head as mm-hmm. a number three? Mm. Um, I'm not too sure. Mm. Um, There's definitely a couple of combinations, yeah, there, I suppose. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they will need, they yeah. will definitely need at least two, two, two minimum. I would have yeah. thought. Yeah, and I'm, I'm 99% sure that's what they'll bring in. Yeah. They're not going to not have mm-hmm. uh, those. Is DJ now stuck at left wing back following two excellent performances? Not necessarily. No, I, don't, I think being stuck there as well sounds like it's. To be fair, stuck is in like yeah. quotation marks. Yeah. Like it is. To be fair, it's right? hard not to put. Is it? Is it a situation yeah. where it's hard not to yeah. put him there? Sort yeah, of thing? he played well there for the last couple of games of the season. Obviously, mm-hmm. things will be shaped in free season depending mm-hmm. on who they bring in I'm sure they've got a left wing back on their radar somewhere if yeah. not two um, and it's, it's a way of making everyone fit isn't it so mm-hmm. um, DJ Ryan Lowe actually spoke after the match on, on Saturday and uh, he said I was thinking of um, taking DJ out you know of that left wing back and putting him back in midfield or maybe you know giving him a rest I'm not too sure and like and he said to DJ, so I'm thinking of taking you out. And apparently, he, you what? You know, like, <laughs> oh, you know, so I think he'd enjoy the position a little bit more than what yeah. he made out, you know. But he wasn't being asked to sort of defend on in the edge of his own box. No, no. Basically, against Middlesbrough, as he did against Barnsley, Not been up against DJ much. just played as a wide midfielder. And the way, the way in the first half at Barnsley, and then throughout the, the game against. Middlesbrough, he had Ali McCann for company down that side, who was excellent. Yeah. And the two of those two linked so well together. So that could be a promise there. But he's one, but I don't think he's stuck out there permanently, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's an option for it. Definitely. You know, if, yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially if North End fancy themselves to dominate. Yeah. You know, he adds that extra element. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
will other players be sold? And now there's no guarantee, but mm. I, every player for a start has their price, yeah. and some are more reasonable than others. Yeah. is what yeah. I'd say. I think yeah, you can't get rid of everyone. Mm. There, there will be some on that list where you think, oh, maybe you know, like he could go. Whether they would attract bids, I don't know. I won't be looking to sell mm-hmm. your big names. Won't be looking to get rid of Reese and everything. But there are certain who have well, players who haven't played a lot this season, who you know yeah. vul- looking vulnerable. But if they go, then as I say, there's out those twenty players cross off seven, cross off three of them. That goes yeah. down to seventeen because they're. Um, you know they're, they're on the transfer list and won't mm-hmm. be involved. You've got Story coming back on loan. It depends if Low Fancy's playing him. I just don't think he's seen what he wants from him yet. Yeah. You've got Adam O'Reilly on that list, who's not kicked a ball for the first team since the same day as Adam uh, yeah. against as Ethan Walker made his debut. You know they both came on in that game. And Lewis Coulton, who never has. Yeah, you got Lewis <laughs> Coulton, who's a sort of let's see how he does. So. Mm-hmm. You are you are sort of looking at fourteen or fifteen players there. You can't get rid of everyone. Yeah. You know, so. There's another question there. Uh, um, are you surprised some of the players under contract haven't more haven't been made available? No, I'm not. I can't see Evans, Maguire, or Earl playing a lot of games. No. All three are injury prone. I think it's unfair on Chad Evans. I think he's just been a bit unfortunate with a recurring yeah. injury. Yeah, Maguire has largely been fit. Yeah. I think he really. A, yeah, he had a twisted ankle. He had a twisted ankle yeah. against yeah. tackle against. And uh, Earl's yeah. generally been fit as yeah. well. I don't think fitness is an issue. I think someone out of favour. Earl doesn't, doesn't seem to fit was, how he wants. Yeah, yeah. Earl was frustrating yeah. to watch. Anyway, it's probably the way they're doing it is you start off with a core of a squad, you add to it, mm. and then it might be then, and that re- those list of players there, mm. well, we can keep them around if they want, they might play, yeah, exactly. but it might come to the position, we can get someone else, or someone else within budget, who we can... The way I see it is, those yeah. three players would get in your squad next season. Mm. The other three would not even be registered. No. That's why the transfer list is, yeah. because they have to go. Yeah. There is no, They will not... They won't, they won't be in the 25, use. they won't no. be in the 25, whatever. Whereas Maguire, Evans and Earl would probably all be in a 25 yeah. next even season, so you can use them. Yeah, even if they're not going to start a lot, mm. you might think, well, you, you still do need a sort of element to your squad, don't you? So. Yeah, yeah, so there is at least... Like, but there is scope there if someone did come in for him, or any player. Yeah, yeah, probably the, every player's got the price. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, right. We kind of touched on this a little bit not long ago here, but um, if McAvoy had been charged for the whole season, where would we have finished? And the same with Lowe. And there's also one after this from the same person, Dave McGuire. Uh, thoughts on retro shirt day. Could it be made more into an event, e.g. PNE playing the match in a particular retro kit to be sold off afterwards with proceeds to charity? Now, that the shirt thing, I think, has got more to deal with. Like, you got to get it past the AFL and stuff yeah. like that to change your kit on the day and all that so that's more complicated than being like we want to do a retro day here yeah, wear a different shirt yeah i like retro day i do i do i think there's some terrific shirts any yeah. encouragement to wear football shirts at football games yeah i'm all for because yeah. like you said mm-hmm. middlesbrough look really good because they were all in red yeah mm-hmm. and there's been occasions where pne have traveled in yellow yeah. and the fans have gone all yellow and stuff like that which i always think looks really good yeah. mm-hmm. so any encouragement for football shirts yeah. there's some sort of terrific ones looking at the pictures and looking and then seeing people outside the ground. And there's some great shirts, you know, there's some for some people because of their age, you know, the younger mm. ones, retros like a, a kit from two or three years ago, you know, but yeah. you know, little kids. But then I saw one guy who's actually he used to be here, he used to be a photographer for us, who won't mind me saying, Kevin McGuinness. I saw him on a picture of him on Facebook and he was wearing a, a yellow proper shirt that he got off a player. Mm. 
in from the mid 1970s. You know, it mm. was like um, I think it was Umbro who made it. You know, it was probably Bobby Charlton's era, and it still fitted him. And it had mm. the number on the back and everything, a yellow away with a bit of blue on it. And yeah. I thought, what a great that looked a great shirt. You know, well, we spoke last week, didn't we? Yeah. Obviously, Terrace Life have done a few yeah. sort of retro shirts. But this was genuinely, love to see this more. was a genuine shirt from the time. You know, yeah. then the Terrace Life stripes one. Mm. You know, which which are called like hotcakes with a yeah, colour yeah. on one. I saw a few actually original shirts, you know, right. from the, you know, I bought that shirt at the time. I'm mm. kicking myself now. Yeah, I yeah. never kept them, you know, yeah, they yeah. won't fit. But, nice, you know, yeah. I, I put weight on since then, but, you know, oh, I still wish that I had them, you know, but yeah. I still got a few. But no, I think Retro Day is really good. I think yeah, it's it, great. I quite like the way they do it. I don't, you know, it, it can, don't turn it, call it a day, but. It's a personal choice whether you yeah. want to wear it. If it's you, you might not thing, have a shirt, not a yeah, club thing, yeah, so like just encourage, just enjoy it. North End put out some great foot pictures of like players in retro shirts, yeah, which yeah. was really nice. Yeah. And just, uh, just, yeah, ju- just enjoy it. You know, yeah. the style. It's, it's a case to get it out of the back of the wardrobe and wear it again. Well, yeah, great yeah. stuff. Uh, if McAvoy had been charged for the whole season, where would have been? Same with Low. I don't think we would have been relegated. No, because of point deduction, and I think the teams who have gone Derby went down. Obviously, better side than the other two. Mm-hmm. But um, still not great, and uh, with I thought Peterborough uh, ended up, and despite beating Blackpool five 0 on the last game of the season, just mention that again and be petty. Yes, um, Peterborough weren't very good. No. Barnsley ended up not very good. Um, so I, I think I, I just think with the fact that pretty much the same squad, you know, finished thirteenth. I, I don't think we would have finished that high on the Frankie, but I, I probably have. I could have seen us finishing sort of. 17th or 18th, mm-hmm. but I, I still think they would have had enough to get out of it. On the low, full season Nine. with the squad, yeah, I'm still That's not convinced. Saying, he he needs a transfer window or two. Yeah. Um, so I'm not convinced this season would have been our time anyway. Mm-hmm. So, But would have been full season, we would have been higher than 13th. Yep, yep. I must say credit to Barnsley who have managed to finish below a team that were docked 21 points. points yeah, yeah, that takes... We were in the playoffs this time yeah. last year. Awful. Yeah. Awful. Uh, right, if Whiteman is unavailable for any games, who can play that deeper role? Ledson. Is this a position we need to look at in the summer? Loads of eights, but I think only Whiteman can do what he does in the squad. Yeah, he's a different kind Ledson of... Ledson is a shout though. Sh- Ledson's a shout for more a sort of shielder and getting in the way and things like that. Whiteman does a bit of everything, doesn't he? But he does build play nicely. I think we're quite lucky to have him that. I think he's one of those players who's um, not underrated, but you don't always see exactly what he gives to the team. But especially when they play well, he seems to play well and makes them tick. And... uh, so, but no, I think Ledson's the alternative there. Yeah, I, I think, think Ledson's got a good passing. I think he's very progressive yeah, in his passing as well. Yeah. I think he can do it. Yeah, I think he can play McCann there mm. if needs be. I, 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 the midfield at the moment, I think there's other areas you need to be looking at. The midfield would be one of the last ones I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think I think at the moment, you know, you always look to improve, but I think on a budget, you've got to you've got to sort of prioritise. And so in uh, midfield, do you currently have five and six with O'Neill? Yeah, you do. I think O'Neill. I think is O'Neill a centre mid yet? Well, he's actually played him up front when he's come mm. on. But we were speaking to Mike O'Neill at Barnsley, and he said yeah. he's, he's tended to play more of this higher up the pitch in the reserves and central league, hasn't he? Mm. Um, Ryan Lowe sees him a bit more as an eight, but 
bit of everything there. Really, yeah. So you could have Whiteman, DJ Brown, and then mm. your backups are Ledson, O'Neill, and McCann. McCann. Yeah, that's, so that's not bad, is it? Yeah, I don't think you can see McCann. Well, he has been a backup, but I don't think you yeah. can see him as that. Well, like that's him. that's yeah. potentially a, a six-man yeah. midfield for yeah. three places, which is what you'd need, mm. isn't it? So but that's I think not bad. we had this debate the other week, didn't we, about Brown and DJ and whatnot, you know, automatic picks. But, you know, like when after the Blackburn game or one of the games when they got beaten, Brown was being very self-critical of himself. Well, if he could, oh, yeah, it's been a shocking season for me. Brown himself will say, well, next season, if he carry on being, mm. if what in the, what he, his eyes he sees as shocking or inconsistent, he can't be an automatic pick. You know, every if they're going to have some good competition in there, everyone's going to have to play well to stay in. You're not yeah. going to play well every game, but no, you need no. that consistent, you know. like To be fair, Ryan Lowe stood by that midfield three for quite a yeah. while when they weren't playing well. Yeah, yeah. Didn't so, um, yeah. Longer than we probably expected, to yeah. be fair, at the time. Yeah. Uh, right, last one. This uh, With the club announcing 55% of 3,500 season tickets sold so far are to new people, mm. so around 1,800, uh, it looks like with renewals that'll take us to around ten thousand. How many more do you expect us to sell, and what do you think is achievable? I think ten has to be the aim, hasn't it? I think it's been about around seven, eight thousand mm-hmm. in the last few seasons. So, with this reduction for adults, you know, you know, I think seniors have stayed the same roughly, and one or two others have. The, the big reduction is as a, a sort of you know an adult an adult season ticket. Yeah, you've got to be aiming for ten thousand. One, the price reduction is you know the early bird reduction is attractive, very attractive, mm. and hopefully, what Ryan Lowe is doing and trying to play. I know he's not got it fully right yet, but he, maybe that will attract some people back as well as the price you know uh, drop as well. So I think ten thousand is that sort of. If if they could announce ten thousand season ticket holders, I think that'd be very very good. A couple of early signings might give that a boost as might well. Might do, yeah, yeah. If they can get a, a Bosman or two in before then, mm. you know, um, before June the fourth. Yeah, for yeah, anyone, that'd be unaware. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Fourth of June. Yeah, I mean, I think having that base of you know five figures mm. just helps, doesn't it? And, it, and yeah. it, you can almost try and create some consistency mm. and atmosphere because yeah. I know I saw some fans the other day talking about getting the drum reskinned or getting you know getting the drum and move to a different area yeah and the fans are mm. are, are taking it upon themselves to do stuff as well it's not all down to the mm. club and the yeah. club need to sort this the club need to sort of fans on the club need to sort this and that and then and then we'll yeah. be loud like it is going both ways I there think, seems the to be a very nice yeah a sort of plan there seems to be a bit more of a plan now doesn't it mm. um fans are happy now to sort of suggest things and what they are suggesting is getting the thumbs up. Yeah. He's getting the nod from other fans and from the club, which mm. is which is good. You yeah. know, it might not sound a big thing, oh, let's move the drum, but it could be. Yeah, it could be yeah. a massive, you know, it could end up really adding to it, you know. Yeah. Like, um, if and if not, it doesn't do any harm, does it? No, no. So you might Try. Well that, that, yeah, yeah. 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 I, think, I think as a lot of things in life, we all like to suggest things and it's easy to suggest things and then disappear. Mm. But, Sit on your soapbox and it's shout. Ha- it's you know. having, it's then having the um, the cojones to actually go and do it, isn't it? You yeah. know. So yeah, well, okay, well, yeah. let's try it. And North End have tried it now with you know some more initiatives, and then fans are you know. So what about we we try this? And you know, it's a good, it's a good collective. Yeah, it's good. I, I heard something like that on the radio the other day. I don't know if it was talk sport or something. Mm. And whoever was doing the. 
Oh, it might have been on Sky. I can't remember, but basically, whoever was doing the punditry went, I don't know if I can say this, but they need to have the balls to do it. And you just saw <laughs> everyone around them just like wincing and like the, the whoever it was, like, it was so funny. I was like, uh, no, no, that's not really a thing anymore. Let's not. Um, but yeah. And you've just said it on our podcast. Well, yeah, that. but I said it like jokingly because I, I, you know, you know, it's not, it's not that sort of thing. Anyway, anyway, that's it for this week, Dave, uh, Tom, on that Tom, note. Tom's now banned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you'd like to add? Just uh, a quick note for on Sunday after the, the North End game was on Saturday. On Sunday, Deepdale was back open. Yes. All day they had the Preston Schools finals, which were... And then the women's team? Yeah, and then the women's team at night. Preston School final, congratulations to everyone who took part, whether you won or lost, because I know from personal experience with my son, what an experience it is playing at Deepdale. Um I know my son's team, when he played there, they lost, but he still talks about it now. Mm. Anyone who anyone who took a winner's medal and a cup away, brilliant, well done. 1,800 fans during the day, which I think was absolutely cracking, mm. including my wife and daughter. When I didn't go, I couldn't go, I was working. But, um, yeah, so Seddon's were represented there because <laughs> my, my daughter's friends were playing for Archbishop in the under-16 girls. And they All won. right, so well, oh, well, done. Well, well done, Archbishop, yep. yeah. But well, um, well done every school. I know my old school forward eye, they, they won a couple, you know, so well done everyone. Yep. And well done to p women for a 3-0 win. Yeah, against Hinley and they had a friendly, didn't they? And I think, mm. I think they were getting on for 400 there for that game, which is a, a real stride forward. And mm. um, again, that's one of those initiatives where, you know, the, the women's team is coming yeah. back a bit more into the fold here. And it'd be, it'd be fa- it's, mm. it's a real step forward. I think that. back in the day, was it not just taken over by Fylde or it something? It was, yeah. Like it was almost trans- taken away from them, yeah. yeah. And then, anyway, it's come back now. Mm. And, um, and building that up, which yeah, is good. It, it, that's really important. The, the community work going on behind the scenes oh, yeah. the, is superb. You know, like the, Preston Community Trust, the Education and Community Trust, yeah. they do some sterling work. I mean, they win awards, yeah. rightfully so. Right, don't right, they? Yeah. and mm. they do such great stuff even the stuff recently about uh, Ramadan and uh, breaking you know, the fast yeah. Being, yeah they've had Bambo DRB in there yeah. promoting it and, and Ukrainian it. refugees I think were at the last game yeah, of the season yeah invited yeah so yeah there's been some great initiatives and that work behind the scenes quietly going on it, it helps build a club mm. and yeah. you, you, you need you need that you need Preston needs to be a community club yeah. It need, you know, we're, we're not the we're not the greatest supported. Mm-hmm. So you need everyone on board to sort of push, you know, push together and bring those extra people in. I think it's got a good figurehead in that. I think Ryan Lowe understands that as well. Yeah, yeah. So Which I think it's good. Definitely. Uh, but all that's have to say is uh, keep in touch with us now on uh, social media at Tom Sandals at said underscore LEP at LEP underscore football. That's where to send a tweet if you want a question asked as well in the podcast. Uh, go to lep.co.uk for daily p stories and content and videos of the uh, press conferences when they come back around and buy a paper the Lancashire Post there's always p stuff in there as well as other Northwest football stuff and sports stories bit of Morecambe bit of Trolley all that sort of stuff but all that's left to say is thank you very much for listening thank you